And now it's time for USC Trojan Talk with Coach Harvey High. Brought to you by Terribles. Listen to the coach each week on KSHP AM 1400 and follow the coach on Twitter at Coach Harvey High. And now, here's Coach Harvey High. Live in Las Vegas, Nevada, welcome to USC Trojan Talk, brought to you by Terribles and Coors Light, and in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning. Good morning to all of you. Happy New Year to everyone out there. We're with you in the Inland Empire every Saturday from 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial. Yes, this is USC Trojan Talk, and here we go again in 2022. Well, our normal segment here during the football season, I give you my 12-pack. Well, I rank the top 12 teams in the country. As far as the number one team in the country, the team I least want to play this coming weekend. Well, there's only one game this coming weekend, and there's two teams I have a choice to play, and that's either Georgia or Alabama. I don't want to play either one of them. But I'm going to tell you who I'd least want to play, and maybe we'll find out if I'm right or wrong. So I'm going to give you after the bowl games. Currently right now, now this poll could move around a little bit. Believe me, after this game with, uh, on next Monday night with Alabama and Georgia in the national championship game, but I've got going into this game Georgia number one. I was just impressed the way Georgia played as far as offensively and defensively. It seems like they just woke up. They were shocked by Alabama, and they needed something like that to wake them up, and I think it woke them up. And I'll tell you, it's tough for Alabama. If I'm playing Alabama and I'm Georgia or I, whoever I'm in, and it's hard to beat a team like Georgia two times in a row. It just is. So looking at the game and looking at who they both beat and where I had both their opponents ranked before they played their opponents, uh, Alabama, I had Cincinnati ranked ninth. And the University of Michigan, I had them ranked third on my poll. So right now I've got Georgia one, Alabama two. But who knows what's going to happen Monday night. That's what makes college football so interesting and so fabulous. I tell you, it's, what, what, the Rose Bowl game itself, I don't want to dwell on this, but the Rose Bowl game itself, the granddaddy of them all, was that a beautiful sight and a beautiful game as far as in Pasadena with the weather and so on? You can't beat the granddaddy, the Rose Bowl game. So I've got one and two out of the way. Three, I've got Ohio State. Why? I thought Ohio State was very explosive. And when they woke up against Utah and started their arsenal attack and their air raid attack with the running game and so on, which Utah stopped, I like Ohio State if they're ready to play. I've got them the number three team in the country with a record of 11-2. and two. Number four, I've got Oklahoma State. I had them in the Final Four except when they got beat. Uh, or they, 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 well, who was it? Baylor beat them. So I have them now in four. And they are a great team, and I thought they played a good game against a fine Notre Dame football team. Number five is Baylor. Now, I know I have them less below them, but I like the way Oklahoma played a little bit more, and they Baylor barely beat Oklahoma State. So I've got that pretty close. It was tough for me to decide who should be where, but that's why I have them now. Number six, I have Michigan. I think Michigan had a great year. Jim Harbaugh had a great year. You know, whenever you go through a schedule like that and you have to play a Georgia team who really wanted to wake up and cut down, shut off your running game, it just uh, 
It was an embarrassing performance for Michigan. It was tough on everyone. But, again, you got to remember who they're playing. I mean, when you play Alabama, you play Georgia, just another class of football. So I've got uh, now uh, Michigan 6, number 7, Notre Dame. Impressed with Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman. They got beat. I know they got beat. But I still have them number 7 because I think they have great athletes, and I think their team I wouldn't want to play because when they show up, they're going to be a tough one. Number eight, I've got Oklahoma. And it was tough for me to figure out Oklahoma over Notre, uh, uh, over, or under Notre Dame, but uh, I did it. I took Oklahoma. They beat up in Oregon. You know, Oregon just didn't play well at the end of the year. They didn't have the spark. Something was missing. They didn't get the quarterback play. So I've got Oklahoma number eight, even without Lincoln Riley there. I mean, that, uh, you know, you can imagine if Lincoln would have been there, what might have happened. Number nine, I've got the Utes from Utah. I was impressed with their performance in the Rose Bowl. I moved them up in the poll from where I had them before. I had them at 12. It's too bad the Utes lost that football game. They played well. For the Utah fans, they should be really proud of their team. In fact, I look at it as if I was talking to that team, I would say, hey, guys, we just took second. And I think they had a tremendous year, and congratulations to Utah and the people that supported them in the bowl game. I thought it was fabulous. Number 10, I've got Pitt. Wait a minute, number 10? No, I don't have Pittsburgh. I had to, I made a last-minute change on that one. I got Clemson. You know, I, I looked at Clemson, and a team that can win 10 games, uh, and I'm gonna, I don't know how many years in a row, has a tradition of a great football program, and the pride of a great coach in Dabble Sweeney who loves his football program and loves the University of Clemson. Just It's just that. So I can't have them. I don't want to play Clemson because when Clemson's ready to play, that's a very difficult assignment because of the tradition of that school. So I've got them number 10. Number 11, I put Pittsburgh. Or number 11, I have Pittsburgh. You know, they got beat, but uh, it was a, a tough game, and I think they had a great season, 11-3. and three. So I've got Pittsburgh number 11 currently right now. Now it gets real tough on who I put at 12, real, real tough. Do I put Mississippi there? I've had them ranked high the whole year, but if Matt Carell doesn't play, I don't know if I want Mississippi there. Then I look at Kentucky, and what a great year Kentucky had this year, really, when you look at them. People don't even realize that Kentucky was 10-3 and and won their bowl game. And how about Arkansas? The way they've turned their program around, 9-4 and this year, and at the end of the year, they were really playing. Now, you don't hear a lot of people talking about these schools, but I am because I don't want to play them. I'm going to tell you that right now. So, you know, the 12-pack moves around, and Bobby doesn't follow the regular uh, normal polls, but I do mine as far as the teams I would least want to play this coming weekend. And North North Carolina State, I feel bad for them because their game was canceled, so we didn't get them see them perform. So that's why I have it now going into the national championship game. Maybe on one of my shows here the rest of the week, uh, we'll get into predictions on the Georgia-Alabama game, or maybe a little bit later on in this show, Chuck Hayes is going to be my guest on USC Trojan Talk from Southern California. Maybe I can get him to talk about the national championship game. So, again, we want to thank uh, Meadows Bank for the sponsorship of our 12-pack. Meadows Banks has been uh, sponsoring our 12-pack the entire football season and also for the last several years. And what I want to tell you about Meadows Bank, and they meet it too, and they're a champion and a team I wouldn't want to play either because they say, is your business ready to play in the big leagues? 
Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your plan. Visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK. Meadows Bank, consistently exceeding your expectations. I also want to reach out to Budget Car and Truck Rental in Las Vegas. If you're going somewhere or you need a car or whatever it might be, or a truck if you're moving around or moving out of town, call Budget Car and Truck Rental at 702-736-1212. That's 702-736-1212. Again, you're listening to USC Trojan Talk Saturday morning in the Inland Empire at AM 1490 on your dial. And in Las Vegas, we thank Terrible Herbs and Coors Light for the sponsorship of USC Trojan Talk. I'm Harvey Hyde. Fight up, fight on, and buckle up. When we come back, Chuck Hayes joins us on USC Trojan Talk. Raiders fans, announcing Terrible's Game Day Giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders game days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. Terrible's, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones, Jr. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. My father opened his first dealership in 1946. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, You'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shades. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 cuts and colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. I'm Harvey Hyde. Yes, the Klondike Sunset Casino. Where is it located? Located on Sunset Road in Henderson, Nevada, just west of Boulder Highway. 444 West Sunset Road in Henderson. Happy hour, $5 pitchers of draft beer and chicken wings, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And how about the football contest and all the great opportunities to you be with your friends at the Klondike Casino. Remember, they have the Gridiron Gold Rush Football Pick'em Contest with $13,000 in prizes available for free play. And also, the William Hill Football Contest. You could win over over $1 million in cash prizes. Play two contests per week and double your chances to win. Buckle up and good luck. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. 
And good morning to everyone listening on AM 1490 on your dial from 11 to 12 year-round in the Inland Empire. Yes, USC Trojan Talk comes to you year-round. And we want to again uh, thank all of you for being a part of our show. Happy New Year again to everybody out there. We now bring on a gentleman that I do a lot of radio with and I respect his thoughts. And you do too if you're a regular listener. Chuck Hayes, how you doing, my man? Coach, great to be with you. I hope all is well in uh, what you're doing. Uh, we're coming off of a really interesting time. Uh, there's been basically a blackout of news at USC since uh, Friday, December 17th, when Lincoln Riley announced their first class. And in fact, if you go to the USC website on their football coaching staff, they still have Dante Williams as the interim head coach, Graham Harrell as the coordinator, Todd Orlando as the defense coordinator, Sean Snyder as the special teams coordinator, Clay McGuire, the offensive line coach, is still listed, but we know he's at Washington State, Mike Jinks, Craig Naviar, Kerry Colbert, we know he's at Florida, Vic Ciotto, who is now at Colorado, Seth Dodge, not sure where he's at. So it's interesting, Coach, there's been a lot of uh, turnover in regards to support personnel. There's been some rumors on coaches, but nothing concrete that we can see and report as factual. The last press release that USC put out, was that Drake London was named USC's football uh, most valuable player, and that came out four days before Christmas. So a little bit of a news blackout. We're just going with what we see on social media as coaches have changed their bios. Well, Chuck, uh, coaching staff is a, uh, uh, what do you call, the big support group of the head football coach, and it takes time to put your staff together because this is done pretty quickly. Normally, if you know you're going to get a – a head coaching position, you know, you start putting that ahead month or so before you talk to coaches, would you be interested, so and so and so on, and you get ready to make that move. But with the announcement the next day after Oklahoma's game and loss of their game to Oklahoma State, immediately they're releasing and going to California, and he says the guys he wants coming with him on the plane, be at the plane at 6 o'clock in the morning, we're going to Southern California or we're leaving without you. You know, so there's a lot of things happening, I think, with the football program as far as with the head football coach and putting his staff together, but he didn't really have a lot of time to think about it. But I think that so far I'd like to get your opinion. Now the webpage and that, that's someone's responsibility to keep that up to date, and that's something that someone in that athletic department should be doing because someone should be getting paid for that, and I agree with you. It should be kept be kept up to date on the moves and who's been there and who's left. There's been some coaches that have accepted the job and left. But let's get your overall opinion on his staff currently at this time. Well, Coach, it's interesting you mentioned that because the support staff, uh, they don't have a football SID right now. Uh, Tim Tesalone, who was there for many, many years, has stepped down, and I believe he is officially retired uh, on January 1, 2022. So that leaves Katie Ryan to be the point person. And we've not seen any releases or any announcements in regards to what's official from that standpoint. So you add that, and you take a look at really the momentum of the last month uh, in regards to the signing date and then opening up the portal uh, where players are leaving, uh, players are declaring that they're eligible from other programs. And it's hard to say because... This was a, a time 
when uh, Utah was in Southern California and a traditional Rose Bowl week, you would have heard a lot about Utah and, and coaches would have been visiting their practice sites and there would have been the, uh, the dinner at, uh, at Lowry's and they would have gotten a lot of attention. That did not happen, so that worked in USC's advantage. UCLA went to San Diego on the Holiday Bowl, did not play. If they had played in the Kimmel Bowl and so far, you could have heard about UCLA dominating SC for two weeks and would have had a lot of momentum. That did not happen. So ultimately, Lincoln Riley right now undefeated and untied. And uh, it was interesting today that Colin Coward, this is uh, uh, an analyst who we see and you know for many years, who comes out to SC's practice wishing and hoping for USC to get portal players. Never seen a media person in a major market uh, be such a fanboy, if you will. So I would think Lincoln Riley right now, undefeated, untied, unscored upon, is having success. And this weekend, I believe, is another high school all-star game, so there will be commits being announced. Well, I tell you, the commits uh, today, uh, they already know, I'm sure, that unless it's uh, really a secret, on who they're getting and who they're not getting. And obviously they're trying to evaluate the portal and uh, get the top players that they need to get into the program, players that don't come in as backups, but players they know that's going to start and better than anything that's on campus at USC. So uh, this is a very difficult time of evaluation, hiring coaches, recruiting, evaluating players. There's a lot of things happening there in the athlete department, especially the football program. But, Chuck, you mentioned there's not a sports information director currently now at SC. You always have to have a sports information director. And I think most of the rumors on who's being hired and not being hired, and maybe you uh, will agree with me or not, are coming from the services like uh, the uh, services that follow USC football. Well, they're doing a great job. This is this is raw meat for them. They're 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 tying in nationally. Remember now, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma had a footprint. He had a group of players, and Oklahoma is adding to this uh, uh, question marks in regards to college football. Brent Venables, the uh, head coach that has come in from Clemson, is now the head coach after Stoops had a, a win in the in the All Star game. So you've got players who are starters, young players, uh, announcing they're coming out and being re-recruited, if you will. And with the portal happening this way, you've got uh, standout players that Lincoln Riley won with uh, being talked about. So there's a constant, I guess, discussion point. Uh, you have Mike Woods, a receiver. You have Caleb Williams, a quarterback. Well, if they're willing to say that they want out and their head coach left and is at USC, we know that Keaton Slovis has left to go to Pitt. Uh, we don't know about Miller Moss or Jackson Dart and what their status will be. But doesn't that just like open the door, especially with what NIL means, that you can craft recruiting deals – based upon the rules as they are established, and recruit to that. And this is something, if they gave Lincoln Riley $13 million, wouldn't this be something that would be a front-page story uh, if those players came to USC? Because Riley already said, we're open for business. This is football, football free agency. 
Chuck, let me ask you this question. You know, there's some professionalism that's in football, but then again, you don't know how much there is in loyalty on either side of the players or coaches. When Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma, he didn't really leave it as a place that uh, he heard a lot of favorable things uh, about himself and, and leaving Oklahoma to, to come to Southern California. Do you think now that he would have uh, the the uh, ability, or not ability, but the, uh, I can't use the word on the air, <laughs> to go and recruit players, recruit players away from Oklahoma at this time? Do you think that could happen? Coach, I'm going to put it on you. I'm going to reverse it for you. Harvey Hyde was at Oklahoma, and they had a chance to match the uh, economics of the deal, and they didn't. And USC said, come to us. We'll pay you $13 million a year. Would you have any problems uh, doing that if you knew the bottom line uh, that Tommy Trojan was on that check instead of Boomer Sooner? Well, I'll tell you, put it to you this way, Chuck. Uh, no. And I say that if uh, <laughs> that's what I'm wants saying. to play. That's what I'm saying because, <laughs> hey, Coach, no, no disrespect, but SC made the investment, and the investment wasn't like, oh, you know, you know, Mama made an apple pie. It's sitting on the table. Nobody was watching it. Go get it, right? I mean, that's the way I look at it. He's not the one that told those tell kids him. to go to the portal, right? They declared on their own. I would say, come on over for dinner. Chuck Hayes is cooking dinner for us. And uh, I'll tell you, once that starts, Chuck, once they start leaving, there'll be more. You always have to have the bold one. And if Williams, uh, Caleb Williams is the bold one and says, I'm going to USC, you'd be surprised how immediately the, right, the, the mice and uh, everybody's going to be running out of the house and trying to follow great players with their great coaches now at USC. How about the coaching staff? I want to get to the coaching staff, Chuck, because a lot of people are talking about the coaching staff and how important it is. And a lot of the people in Southern California or everywhere can't figure out who these coaches are or why they're putting these coaches together and assembling these coaches. And I've checked around the country, as you have. I'm pretty impressed. I think it's a pretty solid staff. What do you think? Well, here's what... I'm interested to, to find out, and only you know this because you sat in the big chair. I, I sat in the side chair with you. I didn't sit in the big chair. I didn't know what those conversations were behind the scenes. And what we've seen at USC is we've seen a turnstile of defensive line coaches. I just mentioned Vic Ciotto got the job at Colorado coaching defensive line. Now supposedly they're bringing in the Michigan defensive line. So for a USC player – especially in regards to the trenches, you're going through three strength coaches in three years and three defensive line coaches. Cohesiveness on a coaching staff, how hard do you get the, does it take to get the jello to form so that you really have what you're looking for with spring practice really looking about two and a half to three months away? From your standpoint, does it bother you a lot of these guys have not coached together and won or rebuilt anything together? Not really, Chuck. Uh, he has his loyal group of coaches that came with him uh, from Oklahoma, which are three or four of his coaches that have been with him before, and they're sort of like his his uh, mentor as far as uh, helping other coaches and helping some of the players as far as getting this program going. But I, But you've got to put together a staff that is well-rounded and respected by your players. And 
And I think that's what players today that are great players are looking for, ways to improve themselves. And whether the, uh, the, and, and the jockey or the teacher in the class has got to be able to communicate with them. And when you get a defensive line coach that comes from Michigan, you know, he's been there where the lights have been on before, and he's played in the big horseshoe, and he's done these different things. Nothing against a defensive line coach or offensive line coaches that have been at SC before, but the offensive line coach before, who's now at Washington State, came from Texas Tech. State, excuse me, Texas State. Well, the new offensive line coach comes from Texas A&M. I mean, uh, that uh, plays in a huge stadium, 110,000 people, that had the offensive line of the year in the Southeastern Conference uh, two years ago. Uh, has coached players that have gone to the NFL, like the Michigan uh, defensive line coach has coached some of these other players are going to be drafted in the first round. These are the type of coaches he's putting together. And you take a coach like the, the uh, running back coach from Utah, young but enthusiastic, one of the best recruiters on the Utah staff uh, from Eastern Washington, been on winning programs everywhere he's been. And when you're getting players from play, uh, that players read about their coaches and they know about their coaches. And I think that when you get these type of coaches to surround you, coaches that have been there and got it done, like at Oklahoma, Michigan, Texas A&M, it's an image to your program as well as it is having a great yeah, Coach, you seem to have dropped out there. I think it's interesting, and one of the things that uh, a lot of people don't know, that Lincoln Riley was at East Carolina, where he was a coordinator in his first year in 2010. The running back coach, Clay McGuire, who was in his first year, who was also this year's offensive line coach at SC, I just wonder if they had a conversation. Did the guys that were the Texas Tech Raiders ever have a conversation about what's going on at USC? Well, we appear to have a technical issue here. Uh, I'm sure we'll take a timeout and get back after it uh, here on AMT AM 1400 KSHP. fans announcing Terrible's game day giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders game days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. <laughs> Terrible's, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. Visit Terrible's.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza is not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. 
extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Join us at the all-new PT's Express, now open inside each Arizona Charlie's Casino on either side of town. Conveniently located by the sportsbook so you can enjoy watching your favorite sports teams while you dine in or take it to go. There's no wrong way when you pick up one of our game time specials, including hot dogs, chili dogs, sliders, and a bucket of chicken tenders. Served with fries and four domestic bottled beers. Game time specials offered Thursday through Sundays all day at Arizona Charlie's Casino. Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas's original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine and More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. The Rose Bowl Legacy Foundation preserves, protects, and enhances the future of the Rose Bowl Stadium as a national historic landmark. America's Stadium has hosted two Olympic Games, with a third one coming in 2028, two World Cup Finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.inspire, which spells inspire2022.org. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to us all by Terribles and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, we welcome you every Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. And uh, from 11 to 12, year-round, this next segment uh, is brought to us by uh, PT Express. Game time specials now located at Arizona Charlie's on the west side of town and the east side of town in Las Vegas. Hey, listen to this. $4 original Nathan hot dogs, $5 loaded chili do- cheese dogs. And remember, Thursdays through Sundays, come on in have a PT Express game time special. Chuck Hayes joins us. Uh, Chuck, let's continue with our conversation here regarding USC Trojan football. We were talking about the coaching staff at USC and exactly what it represents as far as the national image to the players and to the nation that are be part of the uh, uh, Lake and Riley staff. You know, it's interesting. We, we talked about this and we had a little bit of a, a headset issue. One of the headsets went out here. Uh, that Lincoln Riley had coached with Clay McGuire at East Carolina in 2010. That was 11, 12 years ago. Clay McGuire was the running back coach at East Carolina, and now this past year he was the offensive line coach at SC for one year. Now he's up at Washington State uh, where they run the air raid, much like they have at uh, East Carolina and Texas Tech. From your standpoint, 
if you coach with somebody for a full year and you were part of that Texas Tech tree of Mike Leach and um, Cliff Kingsbury, what do you think the conversations were like between Lincoln Riley and Clay McGuire regarding USC? Well, I think that he spoke with him, and I think that basically he realizes uh, the situation in Southern California as far as with USC football fans and understands that the people want change, complete change. Uh, I don't think that it would have gone over uh, uh, that well if he kept a lot of coaches from the USC past staff. I really do. And the offensive line has been an area that has really struggled, whether it's the players or the coaches or combinations of both. That's for someone else and a new head football coach to figure out. But uh, I think that it's important to bring in a complete new image as far as for USC. People are people are, were basically at the point of saying, I'm fed up. And I hate to use that type of term, uh, but that was the term that people were saying. As far as fans and people, I'm not renewing my tickets anymore because of the things we're talking about. All he does is have his buddies around and this and that. So I think what Lincoln Riley has done is come in and tried to get the best of the whole part of it from all different parts of the country, people from programs that are successful, basically winners, people that people can expect uh, – uh, respect as far as where they've coached and who they've coached for. I think that's part of it when you have those type of places. When you, when you coach for Whittingham, when you coach for Harbaugh, when you coach with, with some of these type of players and you come in as an assistant coach, it's impressive to the kids and it's expressed, uh, you know, impressive to the, the fans and to the parents and the whole football program. It brings credibility. I think that's the thing I'm trying to say. So I don't think he has a problem. I tell you what, Graham Harrell's a good friend of his. And right now, Graham Handel, Harrell isn't in the package at all. It won't be, I believe. So it's a lot of these things you have to go and do things that are best for the program rather than a friendship. Okay, so when we look at, at Lincoln Riley and his quarterbacks, and I think that's a place to start. We've already seen Slovis leave. At Oklahoma, he had Baker Mayfield, who transferred in. Kyler Murray, who transferred in. Jalen Hurts, who transferred in. Does that say that he can't recruit a high school quarterback or the prominence of the OU program and what they did enabled that with the openings that were there because of the success that the players had? There are three real different kind of people, Mayfield, Murray, and Hurts, all pretty independent all a different kind of player than we've seen at USC. No, I would say that uh, that shows a, a positiveness. I think the uh, Mayfield had a great success story there, so Tyler Murphy. And so with the other court of Jake, Justin Fields, they, they want to be a part of that. They want to come in and they see the success that other players have had in transferring to Oklahoma. Uh, he has recruited great freshman quarterbacks. You take Williams, who currently now is in the portal. You take Ratner, who went to South Carolina. Hey, they were the top two, probably the top of the top five, the top two quarterbacks in America coming out of high school two years ago. He had them both. I mean, he had to sit one down. Uh, One, Rattler, was uh, up for the Heisman Trophy. I mean, uh, uh, he was already there. And then Williams came in, a big decision. He had to uh, make a decision. He started Williams over him. So he's had quarterbacks around him, and he's developed quarterbacks, and I think he coaches the quarterback. So when you have the head coach coaching you, it's a little bit more of a prestige thing 
than having a, uh, a really a quarterback coach that doesn't really communicate you. You sit in the office in the meetings with the man himself. So I think you'll learn more, and I think it's a plus for you when you when you recruit and you say, I'm going to coach you personally. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised, like you say, if Williams is really tied in with Lincoln Riley and gives him a lot of credit for success that he had at Oklahoma this year, if he wants to continue that at USC. I can't blame him at all, and if I'm Lincoln Riley, I take him. Coach, when you look at the speed that Oklahoma played with, and we watched the bowl game and we saw a different kind of player than we've seen at USC over the last several years, I had a chance to see CeeDee Lamb, the wide receiver who was a Blinnikoff Award finalist, uh, the Dallas Cowboy now. And of the players that I've seen on the uh, turf at SoFi uh, with the uh, Rams and Chargers games, CeeDee Lamb ranks in the top three of players that I've seen who are burners, flat-out burners. Is USC's offense going to be made over into a uh, what I would call a, a burner squad. Are we going to see a different style of receiver? And how does that bode for the players who do not leave USC? Drake London's out, but there are some se- there are several players at USC who were great players, but they don't run at the level of these Oklahoma players. And I think that's uh, what uh, Lincoln Riley understands and, uh, and and is looking for, and that's why he needs some change. What you're going to see at USC is speed, speed, speed. You win with speed. If you're faster than somebody else, the other guy can't cover you. If you know what you're doing against certain coverages, the other guy can't cover you. If you have a quarterback that can get the ball to him and you've got speed, you're going to score a touchdown or you're going to get your first down or whatever you have designed to do. The same thing on the defensive side of the football. You've got to have speed on the defensive side of the football to play against people like this, not only in the secondary, but at the linebacker spots and also the defensive front. Because if you don't put a a rush on the quarterbacks that you play against today, if you give them much time, they'll find someone open. And if you watch uh, the Bryce Young game that's going to be coming up against uh, against Georgia, in the first game they played Georgia, they gave Bryce Young too much room to scramble around. They didn't contain him. They, uh, he, he made all the big plays. He beat them by himself almost single-handedly. Believe me, they're not going to allow that to happen in the next time. the next time they play them next Monday. So it's the same thing. If you have a lot of speed guys, then you're in trouble, but you better have a lot of speed guys to cover them. And right now, currently, as receivers at USC, and I've said this all along, they have a lot of four seven four eight guys. They don't have a lot of four six five four five four four guys. I would say Gary Bryant's probably the fastest guy that's a receiver out there. Now they have great targets. Ford McCoy, if he comes back, you've got these other players that are great. Uh, Washington, a uh, small receiver, but quick. But speed wise, I'm not sure just how fast they are. You've got to be able to have people fear the deep route against you. And right now, I'm not sure that they have that. When they play SC, what they fear against SC is the size matchups that SC gives you. Now, Coach, offensively, SC put up a lot of numbers, but were tough down in the red zone. They did not have that success. What are we looking at from a defensive standpoint? You've talked always about the uh, air raid being not beneficial to a defense. Is it going to be different because of the fact that Oklahoma um, had success at some level? But remember, they gave up a ton, a ton of points to Texas and almost lost that game. What's going to be the difference on defense? 
Well, the difference on defense is what he's going to try to do, obviously, is he's attacked. He's a gap type of guy. He wants quicker linemen. He doesn't want to hit and read or have slow guys playing on the defensive side of the football. He wants edge rushers. He wants guys that are his inside guys to be quick and powerful at the same time. He wants both out of them, not just one thing out of them. He wants linebackers that can cover and pursue and tackle. And he wants speed on the defensive side of the football. It's something I agree with you. They've had trouble slowing down people in Oklahoma. So they're going to have to really get that down. Because when people run at you and you're not used to that and you're doing a lot of other type of techniques as far as trying to get to the passer, it's a whole different thing for you to do. But one thing they'll be able to do is work against an offense now at USC that does run power, that does pull the guards and the tackles on counter sweep and sweep, that does do some things that you have to really be careful of with the bootleg and the quarterback run and play action pass, but they establish the run. That's why they have a combination of great running backs, too, at Oklahoma, and they continue to recruit great running backs at Oklahoma, but the Oklahoma running backs become great receivers as well as, well, when you see them run the wheel route and also when you see them run the power. So it's going to be a different type of offense, which will make the defense better. But the defense sees the things that's difficult to stop. Before, at USC, all they faced was air raider pass and a version of the running game, which really wasn't a true running game, but a makeshift running game because of the pressure that was put on the coaching staff of the public as far as them not being able to run the football in the red zone. And I think that the red zone is a point of where when you go 80 yards and you get to the red zone and when you come up with three points, that's not what you're going to do playing against great teams. You've got to score in the red zone and occasionally have to get three points. When you get in the red zone, you've got to be prepared with your power game or going to center and do the things that are necessary to get in the end zone. And, Chuck, I'm not sure, and I can't say, if Lincoln Riley is the guy that goes under center, but I can't remember if he does. But if he doesn't, I hope he has a way of of being able to score down there, uh, down when you're in that red zone, especially on the one or two yard line. Well, coach, it's going to be exciting, and I cannot wait for spring football. This is one of those things that, when the roster comes true and we have practice dates, we're going to be bringing you all that information, and it continues on as we develop. I keep telling people, Chuck, too, in the media. I keep telling people in the media. During Clay Helton's era there, the practices were open to the media. You could stay in and watch the entire practice. I mean, from afar, and you didn't talk to players, you didn't talk to parents, and they kept you in a little playpen area, but you're allowed to go in and watch practices. Now, with the new era there, Lincoln Riley area, will you be able to do that? Maybe you'll be able to see uh, the uh, first 15 minutes and then stick around and interview afterwards and have a press conference afterwards. So, there's a lot of things that are going to be changing at USC, and it's going to be Lincoln Riley's way. So the media is going to have to also, and people like yourself and myself are going to have to get used to, maybe we'll be able to get into practice because of my relationship with Lincoln Riley. But who knows? I mean, we're going to see a lot of changes in the football program at USC a little bit at a time, and I like what he's doing because he's putting a piece of steel in every area before he makes a change. So buckle up, everyone. You're listening to uh, USC Trojan Talk with Chuck Hayes and myself, Harvey Hyde, with you every Saturday morning from a.m. Uh, from 11 to 12 on a.m. 1490 in the Inland Empire and in Las Vegas, Nevada. Thursday nights from 6 to 7 p.m. Buckle up and ride along with Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. We thank them. And also remember, 
If you're going to watch a great sporting event, you got to have great food around you. And every Thursday through Sunday, that's, day, that's right, all day in Arizona, Charlie's on both sides of town, they now have a PT Express right there, located right by the Racing Sportsbook. You can eat there during your favorite game, or you can take it home with you. They call it the Game Time Special. Make sure you check it out. Buckle up and fight on. We'll be right back. fans announcing Terrible's Game Day Giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders Game Days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. Terrible's, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. Visit Terrible's.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business join us at the all-new pt's express now open inside each arizona charlie's casino on either side of town conveniently located by the sports book so you can enjoy watching your favorite sports teams while you dine in or take it to go there's no wrong way when you pick up one of our game time specials, including hot dogs, chili dogs, sliders, and a bucket of chicken tenders. Served with fries and four domestic bottled beers. Game time specials offered Thursday through Sundays, all day at Arizona Charlie's Casino. 
I'm Harvey Hyde. Yes, the Klondike Sunset Casino. Where is it located? Located on Sunset Road in Henderson, Nevada, just west of Boulder Highway. 444 West Sunset Road in Henderson. Happy hour, $5 pitchers of draft beer and chicken wings, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And how about the football contest and all the great opportunities to you be with your friends at the Klondike Casino. Remember, they have the Gridiron Gold Rush Football Pick'em Contest with $13,000 in prizes available for free play. And also, the William Hill Football Contest. You could win over for $1 million in cash prizes. Play two contests per week and double your chances to win. Buckle up and good luck. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza is not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello pizza when only the best will do. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light and in the Inland Empire. Good morning to you from 11 to 12, listening on AM 1490 on your dial. Our next segment is brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Jim Chase, the general manager, says, contact me yourself, and I will personally meet you at the front door and show you around. Call Jim at 702 708-5-3000. 4853000 at 702-4853000 or go to of Again, let me remind you how important it is to make sure that when you're at Arizona Charlie's on the west side of town or the east side of town that that PT Express game time special might help you uh, during the game and your team might win. So make sure you get over there and try that PT Express game special. Chuck Hayes joins us. Chuck, let's continue. Well, Coach, uh, this weekend, uh, back in Indianapolis, you have Alabama and Georgia. And the national focus um, in regards to what just went on in the Rose Bowl with uh, Ohio State and Utah, I'm sure will be talked about because that's the Big Ten and the the Pac-12. From a national standpoint, how much play do you think Lincoln Riley will get back there um, as what happened early on when it was first announced, it seemed like there was a, it was like a moonshot. They were ready to uh, present the trophy uh, right there on the Coliseum turf. But now reality's come back, and you're looking at two teams in Alabama and Georgia who have basically been hot knives through butter through the Big Ten and also uh, the American Conference. Well, Chuck, I think that most people that know football and watch football and love football like we do, recognize the abilities of uh, the University of Georgia with Kirby Smart, and, uh, who was a former assistant of uh, Nick Saban at Alabama, the type of programs they have. Uh, the states want it. Uh, the, uh, the, the kids go there because they get the recognition. They get the greatest uh, coaching staff. Because every year uh, a coach off of both of their staffs normally get a head coaching position somewhere else. Uh, they go to Nick Saban. Uh, I think he has two or three coaches. That uh, I know Ron Jones just got a new head coaching job off his staff. Uh, he's got two uh, 
coaches down there that have been NFL coaches. One coach is the offensive line and the other is the offensive coordinator and they go down with Nick Saban and the same thing with Kirby Smart. His defensive coordinator just becomes the head coach at Oregon. So they they have the type of people and they've been trained by the type of people that know what they're doing as far as a head football coach and also the community and the university and the chancellors and all the people that are in charge of the program. Football is very important. And it certainly shows that way as far as when these teams play, and it's very difficult to get your teams to play at that level. It isn't something that you could do overnight. You saw uh, within a short period of time, LSU, who won a national championship two years ago, losing a bowl game and finished their season six and seven, and the coach who won the national championship is no longer there. Uh, you see the ups and downs in a lot of the programs throughout the countries, but some of the programs, such as Ohio State, Notre Dame, Georgia, uh, you know, uh, Alabama, Florida is now down. Uh, you see the top programs stay there all the time, and there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that because of the leadership, the philosophy in the university, and just who they hire and who makes up their staff. And so it's a very difficult thing to get to that level. And USC, if they want to play at that level, has got to really uh, imagine what it takes. I'd love to have the administration and regents go to the national championship game so they see exactly what happens at these games and how it's all done and run and the spirit and the, what it means to these people that go to these games. And, and, and it wasn't easy to get there. So, you know, I don't want people to expect too much too early from USC because to get to that level is going to take a period of time for Lincoln Riley. So you've got to understand if you're going to get to that level, it takes time. And you've got to give him time to be able to direct this program in a, in a way, in a pattern that it stays where it is and it becomes consistent like Pete Carroll's program, like uh, John McKay's program, John Robinson's program. Something that's there for a long period of time takes a long time to build, Chuck. Well, Coach, we'll look forward to it, and I'll look forward to being uh, on the grid, if you will, and uh, dissecting everything you need to look to. Chuck, I'll tell you, I always love having you on our show, USC Trojan Talk. I want to thank you for joining us again. Happy New Year to you. You're a busy guy, and to give us your time really means a lot to all of us. Again, in the Inland Empire, we thank all of you for being with us on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. In Las Vegas, again, we thank all of you. We thank Justin in the studio for making it happen. We thank Terrible Herbs and Coors Light for the sponsorship of USC Trojan Talk in Las Vegas. And again, I want to remind you all, when you want to have a, a little lunch and you go to a spot where you can do it all, go to Arizona Charlie's on both sides of town and watch your favorite team play and enjoy the game time specials, which is a PT Express deal. So again, I'm Harvey Hyde. Buckle up and fight on. We'll talk to you soon.